so much easier to go out in the world and just not care about what, you know, is cool to look like or what the hot thing is or whatever. You're like, I'm good. Fill yourself up on love and empowerment and you will just, you'll shine. Wine and shine, baby. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hi, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. Today, we are talking with Courtney Bentley. She is a certified personal trainer, sports nutrition expert, behavior change specialist, coach, and podcaster. I completely loved this conversation only because I feel like we talked about all of the things that Liz and I are passionate, whether it's nutrition and fitness and mindset. We started talking about astrology, the moon. (laughs) Nina's favorite, the moon. I loved talking (laughs) about the moon. Oh my gosh, I'm real into astrology right now. But Courtney was just so easygoing, so down to earth, and the conversation just flowed so naturally. And we love women that really make it just their personal mission to go out and build up other women. Mm -hmm. And she's created this awesome fit and fabulous community. She's done charity work. Like what hasn't Courtney Bentley done? Seriously. The more we talked to her, I was like, you are so fascinating. (laughs) She's, I mean, truly inspirational. Just like you want to hear from someone that really came from oftentimes like a low place. She was really honest about her story with, Mm -hmm. you know, suffering from clinical depression for many years, having bulimia, even when she was, you know, on the outside, people would look and be like, oh my gosh, she's a personal trainer. She's got all this you know, going for and all these things. She was struggling with bulimia. So she brings authenticity to her story and shares that with us in a way that I think everyone can relate to and find really motivating to take things to the next level. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you talk to someone that's been in that dark place and you see what amazing things they can do Mm -hmm. on the other side, it's just really powerful. I think a lot of times when you hear somebody who is giving a motivational speech, you kind of look at them and you're like, okay, well, that might be easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. But when we really hear the backside of people's stories and realize that all of us have our low points, all of us have the things we struggle with, it's not it's not those things that determine how our future is going to be. It's how we choose to pull ourselves up, change our mindset. And a big pull in this episode is using your body and using movement to really improve your self-love and self-care and confidence. And I know that whether it's the fitness aspect, the nutritional aspect, or the moon aspect, you are going to find something that resonates with you in this episode. Absolutely. But just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started in this amazing interview. A couple weeks ago, we had an episode about the Finally Free program, and we touched on it a little bit in last week's episode. Also, this is just a reminder that we have about one week left for you to sign up for that program in that little window there. And as I mentioned, I won't like repeat everything that I said. If you want more information on that, you can listen to the episode a couple back. But just a reminder that you can go on our website, wineandshinepodcast.com. We have a way for you to access that ordering for the Finally Free program. You get amazing 
coaching, virtual coaching. You get three live coaching calls with Paige and Simi, and they are just truly, truly gems, really inspirational women that'll help you work through some of those um, mindsets that you have around dieting and feeling like, you know, you can't eat this or you can't do that or you have to follow these strict rules. Really switching your mindset to, you know, what is my body asking for? How can I give her the love she needs? How can I feed her the things that she craves and feel good about it at the end of the day? Just switching away from dieting to a more intuitive eating approach. There's also a Facebook group, which I love contributing in and reading what people have to say, being a part of that network. Um, They also have the first ever finally free workshop in Columbus, Ohio this fall that you can attend. You get a ticket to that. So if you're interested in learning more about how they've helped hundreds of women kind of shift their mindsets away from dieting, please like I said, go to our website. We also have information on social media. You can follow them on social media. Um, We'll link that information in the show notes. And if that's something that you think you benefit from, I highly, as someone that has worked with Simi personally, really encourage you to check it out because they are gems. Like I said, they're amazing. And I have seen as a friend, the shifts that have happened in Liz's life from working with Simi and they've been wonderful and positive. And I just, yeah. I don't say I'm fat 5,000 times a day anymore. Right. Which I did that for 20 years. So if I can like cut down on it, I highly believe that other people can too. Without further ado, to use Nina's famous line. which Without further ado, <laughs> let's get into the episode with Courtney Bentley. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for coming on the Wine and Shine podcast. We're really excited to interview you today. Thank you so much, Nina and Liz. I'm so excited to be here. I love your guys' podcast. I love it. So I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you reached out. I think you DM'd us. Is that right? Yes. I kind of stalked you guys for a little bit. Then I DM'd you. Loved (laughs) it. And then I went to your website and I was like, this girl is awesome. And I love everything about her message. And we need to talk to her ASAP. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Today we were like, just like, reviewing before we interviewed you and like, you know, just looking at your website and stuff again. And Nina goes, I love her branding. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, me too. All the pink and all of the like uh, graphics you have by your blogs and your podcasts, everything. So like, I don't know, light and flirty and feminine and lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I recently rebranded. I was like super cheesy for too many years. (laughs) (laughs) It's like super cheese ball. And I like look back and like, Oh, that's so like, just not me. I'm from Orange County. I grew up in the punk rock scene. Like I'm just like out there. I love graffiti art and I'm just like, this is me. So why would I be anything else? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's perfect. So your rebranding was on point. Awesome job. (laughs) It's, It's all about being true to you. Definitely. I've, we've been slowly learning that as we go too. It's funny because we, when we do podcast recordings where we like talk to certain guests, like I think for a while we didn't know like who was off- who was a good fit, mm-hmm. like who fit us authentically. And now we have a really good sense of that. And that's something that we've kind of learned over time. Like who's a good guest to come on and like fit Wine yeah. and Shine. Yeah, nice. for sure. And also I was going to say, I think like for a while I would look at what other people were doing and podcasts that they had or maybe a blog that they were launching and I'd want to compare. And I was like, you know what? Like we're they're not you. Yeah, they're not us. And we, if you no. are putting out there what's authentically true to you, then that's what people are going to respond to. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, I've been in the blog scene since 2010 and I was trying so hard to be like the next tone it mm-hmm. up or the next blog bodies. And it's like, that's not who I am. So people saw through that, you know? Yeah. People can see. 
they get it. Like they're like, that's not this girl. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I know that you came to fitness after struggling with self-love and self-confidence and maybe trying to find who you are. Can you actually talk to us a little bit? You said you started blogging in 2010. How did you get to where you are? So, okay, this has been like what a lot of people don't know. And I've just kind of been recently talking about is I have not been this perfect fitness person the entire time I've been putting myself up online. Mm. And I think that a lot of people think that they need to be a certain like level to talking about their hobbies or like, you know, their love for fitness or wellness Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that's just so not the case. But for me, I, um, I was a ballerina my entire life until I was about 16. And because of that, I, you know, I kind of already had like dysbotic body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. But when I was about 15, I started like doing these things where I just wouldn't eat. And I would, I kind of like started learning about like bulimia and I started like obsessively looking this stuff up online and, you know, reading about how to get skinnier faster. And I was just trying all these things because all I cared about was being in control of my body. And basically I just did not like anything about myself. And it's just, you know, I feel like at such a young age, we're just so pushed on how we should look like, what we should look like, what's going to make guys like us or girls like us. You know, it's just like always trying to fit some mold that doesn't exist. It's not our ideal. You know, there's this Mm -hmm. ideal that isn't our ideal. And I mean, even up until like maybe a few years ago, I was trying to fit, like I was saying, I was trying to be the next like tone it up or blog Lotties because that's what was cool and powerful. Like this is all recent to me that I've realized that my entire life I've, I've done everything and anything to fit this mold that doesn't exist. And because of that, I went to the greatest measure of all, which was bulimia. Mm -hmm. And I was bulimic for so many years. Even when I got my personal training certification, I still had bulimia and it took empowering my body through movement and just showing up for my workouts every day. And some, for some people, workouts is actually a trigger, but for Mm -hmm. me working out was like, I had to empower my body so much to move the weight I wanted to move that I had to eat Hmm. and just showing up for myself in that way and just seeing my body get stronger and just feeling more and more confident. I realized there is no mold, but a mold that I create for myself. Yeah. And you know, there's personal development, there's improving who you are, learning more, expanding your knowledge, becoming a better person, but trying to control yourself into an ideal that isn't your ideal is just going to drive you to do things like, you know, at least for me, it was bulimia. Mm -hmm. For some people it's, it's trying every diet known to man and developing an eating disorder. I mean, it's just crazy. This mold that we a lot of women are just trying to fit. And I did it to myself for so many years. And the minute I freed myself from this, my life completely changed. And I empowered my body through moving it. I empowered my body through feeding it and through talking about it. I mean, I love telling my story because when I tell my story, people are like, yeah, I'm trying to be somebody else. Why? You know, it's like, why? I think it's crazy that we started this conversation talking about that within like the From podcast a business and the perspective, like yeah. that, how we're, per, how we're portraying ourselves online, but it's so relevant. And to- I didn't even know that that's where your story was going to go with that. And it's, it just uh-huh. reigns so true. Like here I am talking about it 
in the business form. And then here it's like every single person is, I believe, probably doing it in some aspect of their life where it's like, I'm not good enough and I need to fit this. I need to do that. I need to look like this person. I need to have success like that person. Mm -hmm. When really, you're right. It's a mold that we've completely made up. Yeah. It's like, who's to say that maybe you want to be like the top podcaster, but who's to say that you're not going to create an an amazing live event and community through your podcast, which is 10 times more fulfilling than having a top slot on a podcast chart. Right. You know, it's like, it's like finding what makes you happy. And again, like there's nothing wrong with improving yourself. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but trying to fit a mold that's not your mold or your ideal is, is just going to drive you crazy. (laughs) And we talk about this a lot. I think social media makes it that much harder too. Mm -hmm. Like you look at, especially you talked about like your story and, um, I didn't, I didn't have like the same story, but I had, you know, similar issues during that same time. And it's such a formative time when you're just trying to figure out who you are and you, you know, don't have any understanding of what you want. And I didn't, I managed to develop unhealthy, habits and ideas about myself without social media. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't on, it didn't really exist then. TV, magazines, girls in school. (laughs) And now, so you have this whole, exactly. You have this whole additional, you know, Instagram star life that people are trying. It's just a new way to try to be someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's even more potent because it's like, these girls are like us, you know, before it was like celebrities and models. It's not a celebrity. But now it's like, this girl grew up in my hometown. Like, I know her, Why? you know, and she looks so perfect. And, you know, and then it's like the airbrushing and the filters. And it's just, I mean, I'm grateful that I'm in a place in my life where I'm so empowered in who I am and what I like and how I like to move and how I like to eat and, you know, my best self that it doesn't bother me. But I can't imagine being like, you know, 18 again at that time, you know, in the time that we live in. I just, I don't even know. I teach middle school girls. So it's so prevalent. And Uh I can't even tell you, like even just the words that girls speak to each other, especially at the middle school age, they can be so hurtful. And uh, add on top of that, what we had to deal with, just like girls in school. Right. Now you're adding bullying behind it with social media and Snapchat Snapchat and and all of these things. And it's, it's, hard because at one point you know that they just their maturity level is not there yet like think of all of us at that age your first inclination is to think negative and your first inclination is to not believe in yourself because why should you believe in you know like why should I believe in myself at that age and I just want I wish that there was like a program in each school or somehow we were just teaching girls I think we're starting to teach them younger and younger and younger that loving yourself is the most important thing Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Like I, when I meet someone who's like, you know, like a client's daughter who's like at that fragile Mm -hmm. age, I'm like, you know, what do you like to do to move your body? And what do you like to do to like fill your soul? And it's any, like the last episode I listened to you guys, you guys were talking to, I forget who, but she was an artist. Oh, Jackie. You guys Mm -hmm. were talking about like different kinds of art. And I'm like, that's what you know, that's what makes people feel empowered is having a skill set that they're proud of and that they're, you know, they feel so alive when they paint or play music or dance, like feeling alive and empowered in who you are in your body is like the biggest step Mm -hmm. in building your self-confidence 
and not caring about, you know, what other people are saying or doing because you're just so happy with where you're at and where you're developing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a huge thing that needs to be brought up in the like teenage world is like, I gave up dancing because I liked boys. Yeah. It was like the worst thing I did because then I was like, I didn't have anything that filled my soul. I was chasing a 15 year old boy. You were tra- chasing <laughs> something external. I was actually just talking to my husband about this. I was like, you know, we're always trying to chase something outside of ourselves for happiness. And really, I mean, as soon as you achieve that thing that you're striving for, th- then you're going to need something else to fulfill you outside mm-hmm. of yourself. And then it's going to be something else. And it's like, well, we're here right now. What do we have within our own bodies? Exactly. Like we have all of the tools within us. And yes, I think it takes some habit change and it takes some practice for some of us to discover what that is, but we have it in us to, to fulfill ourselves. We don't need all of these external factors. No, not at all. Not at all. So when you started connecting with movement to shift away from that from the attitudes that you had that were unhealthy. What, did you go right back into dance or did you just experiment with all different kinds of movement? Like how did you, what did you find that you loved and lit you up and you were really passionate about? So I love lifting. I am 5'2". I'm a small, petite girl. And I'm 4'10". I go to the gym. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, yeah. dang, girl. Way shorter. So Four short girls yeah, unite. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, when I move big weight, I just feel like such a, like, I don't know if I can cuss on her, but a yeah, you know, bad, bad donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just feel so empowered and mm-hmm. I have, you know, with my clients and personal training is I've helped people do pull-ups and I've watched girls like use gym as their therapy and use the battle ropes and literally like cry out you know, their, their grandpa's death or mm-hmm. move out like sweat and just get rid of that ex-boyfriend. You know, I've watched all of this with my own eyes. And when I saw that, it's just, it's so magical when you move your body, whatever that looks like for me, it's lifting, but I've seen girls, you know, I talk to women who are like yoga. I go to my yoga class and my soul just yes. cries. I go into a strip tease class and I just feel so empowered and so sexy. And I just go out in the world and feel so confident. You know, it's like whatever that movement is for you, whatever sparks you and fills your soul. It's like, that's got to happen. Like movement is a part of our human creation and whatever that looks like for you, if it makes you feel a certain way, like you should stick with that. What's funny is I actually just had a text conversation with two of my friends today and we both went, so I went to yoga this morning at 9.30 and she went to bar today at 9.30 and we both woke up at like 9.10 and had to like rush out the door. And afterwards we were talking about how glad we were that we went and my yoga instructor was playing, I don't know if you know who Odessa is, but it's EDM music. And the whole class was was this Odessa play mix. And I, in some of the poses, I, I get this feeling, which I'm sure you get when you're lifting or whatever it is that you do where you're just, you feel at home. It's like, this is it. This feels fantastic. I feel powerful. I feel strong. Um, and everything just clicks. And I texted my friend this and she was like, oh my gosh, that's how I felt at bar today. And you know, when I go yes. to bar... I I still love bar, but I don't leave bar always feeling the same thing I feel with yoga, but she doesn't leave yoga feeling the same way I do. You know, she does at bar. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody has their thing. And Liz is like hip hop dance leaves. Oh my God. I feel so (laughs) like on top of the world. I do. I can't explain it. 
And and the best thing about it is when you find whatever that is for you, whether it's lifting or yoga or hip hop, you it's never a chore to do it. Like even yeah. on the days yeah. when you're like, oh, like I could sleep. When you think about like when you envision yourself doing whatever that movement is, you get excited and you're like, yeah, I want to like, you know, try to do this, this class or whatever it might be, like try to next level it. So it's great that I think you never, it never becomes like a chore Mm -hmm. when you have that level of love. Yes. And and that feeling, like that's you, you created that feeling in your body and in yourself. And that is, you know, my biggest message is I just try to tell people like empower your body. And when you do that, like you are flooding yourself with so much love. Mm -hmm. It is so hard to go out in the world and feel like crap after you move like that. Yeah. And you know that you've created it. So at that point, that's where it's like your self-confidence comes into play because it's like, oh, nobody else gave this to me or it wasn't this thing that gave it to me. It's like, I created this within myself. Oh, I have the potential to do this in all aspects of my life. Yes, yes. And and once I always tell people like, when I get clients, they're like, okay, let, let's go full throttle. I want a diet. I want this. I'm like, let's just get you moving. Yeah. You know, like let's start there. And then let's talk about your diet and then let's talk about like how you're fueling your mind. And then let's, you know, bring in all these other tools that I use, um, like EFT tapping. And I use all of these tools to help my clients and empower them. But like, I don't just throw it all in at once because it's like, you got to move first. You know, you got to find what that looks like for you. And once you find that, it's like your soul's on fire and magic just happens. How do you help the clients that come to you and they're like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I've never gone to a workout where I feel what you're talking about. How do you get them to start experimenting and find what it is that fits them? So it depends. A lot of times if the client is working like strictly with me, I take them into the gym and see if it's weightlifting for them. Mm. If it's not, and that's okay. Like, you know, I didn't create weightlifting. I love it, but that doesn't mean <laughs> everyone else is going to love it. Mm-hmm. I I ask them like, what are your friends doing? You know, because the people that you're around are, are probably like you and they're probably interested in similar things to you. So I'll be like, well, what are your friends doing? And they're like, oh, one friend goes to CrossFit and one friend goes to bar and like join them. Yeah. Try one class with them. Let them take you and see what it's like. And you have to experiment. And I love experimenting. Like it's so much fun. Then you know, like, okay, I really like this or I didn't, it didn't light me up, you know, like Mm -hmm. then you can say, I don't like bar or I do like bar, you know, Mm -hmm. but you don't know unless you try. So it's like, get a class pass and just, just hop around. That's our jam. Class pass. We just both got class pass and it's been amazing. That's how I found bar. I mean, I do like it. And have you tried anything new with class pass yet? I did bar. That was new. Um, I did. I revisited hot yoga, which... Wasn't your jam? No, I'm a really pasty Irish delicate <laughs> soul. So like, um, hello, I'm Irish pasty delicate. Did not like hot yoga. Yeah, either. see, yeah. I'm Truth obsessed with hot yoga, but I'm like this short Italian Mediterranean child right. of the sun. So right. <laughs> I will do hot yoga every day. So yeah, I mean no, but I I've really enjoyed. I haven't really. It's been mainly how I've tried different yoga studios because I know I like yoga. Yeah. But I like like experimenting with different kinds of it. So I've kind of exclusively used it for that. And I did like bar. But yeah, it's it's my jam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just go around. Exploring the exploring the options has de- it actually is what got me into the fitness world in general was I was I think I've told this story once, but I was going through um sort of like a depression phase over the summer. This was four years ago. And I went to a hip hop dance class 
And it was my first time back in the gym since I don't even know if I ever went to the gym, honestly, in college or any time before that. And it was the first time I felt the spark. And then since then, I've been exploring. And then she brought her yeah. friend, see? And you, then I brought you. <laughs> we followed your advice. We, we didn't did. even know it. <laughs> yeah, see? And then you tried it and you had a good time with your friend, you know, getting involved with activity with your friend. I mean, if it lights her up, it's probably going to light you up a little bit if you guys are like close friends, Yeah, you know, and it makes it fun. Like it's a story. It's like, oh my God, we did this class together and it's just a good time. So what do you say or how do you balance, like you kind of alluded to this a little bit that sometimes when, if you have those, those tendencies to maybe want to be in control of your body or, you know, be kind of obsessive in some ways. How do you balance that with the exercising? Because I know over-exercising can be a problem too. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you find balance? Like, even if it lights you up, like, when's the point where you're like, all right, like, maybe I shouldn't run for four hours today. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so that is another thing with me is I will over-exercise. It's still a problem today. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I love it. It's my therapy. So, um, one thing I've been doing is I have a creative day because I'm naturally creative. I spend one day, I pick one day out of my week where all I do is be creative. And in the morning I set myself up for that thinking and that process by using tapping. So I use like emotional freedom technique tapping and I will tap my, my creative zone or my creative genius or like that, like feeling flow of creative energy. I will tap into that and I will just focus on letting my ideas flow onto paper. Mm-hmm. I'll spend a lot of time on my computer and I just kind of do that. And I do meditation like at four o'clock in the middle of the day, just so I'm like, keep that, that head space because it's so hard for me to just stop. But ever since I've been doing that, I've been so much more successful with my business ventures and all the different things that I do because I take that time away from the exercise room, away from my workout to just solely focus on creation. And it's been, it's been really great for me and it's helped me spend more time, like expanding my knowledge and learning more so that I can help more people. And that's where the, you know, the FT tapping came is, is, you know, last year I started doing this and I was like, I've been tapping for a long time. I should probably learn how to teach other people how to tap. And so that's what I did. So I spent a few creative, um, times learning how to do a new, new thing. So that's kind of how I'm able to do that. Can you talk a little bit more about the EFT? Because I have experimented a little bit. I watched a couple YouTube videos and I tried a couple tapping episodes on myself. Um, Did you make me do this once? Did I? Did Did you you tap tap on me one time or something? (laughs) I didn't tap on you. (laughs) She tapped. I don't know. Can you tap on people? I don't, you have to do it yourself. It's like you start on the head or you start by the eyebrow and then you go down and start on your head. Okay. Start on your head next to your um, eye, like your temple. Yes. Then your third eye underneath your eyes. Um, above your lip, on your chin. I mean, there's like different ones. Mm -hmm. There's like three different set series you can do. And you repeat a phrase, correct? Or you say how you're feeling? Yes. Okay. Yes. So first thing that you do is you figure out. So like, it's just like a goal, right? Like if you have 10 goals that don't equate to one big goal, it's like all over the board. It's like, where do you start? So you start with one thing. So for a lot of my clients, it's like a sugar addiction. Like that's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come to me. They're like, I can't quit sugar. I'm like, okay, well, that's the problem is you keep saying you can't. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's start with that. 
So we'll, we'll tap on their thought process of that they cannot do something. We break them free of that thought so that they can look at it as one thing, as just a thought. Then um, I create a tapping series for them. So I use one of the three. It's usually the beginner one because a lot of my clients have never even heard of it, let alone tried it before. And um, so it's the basic one you're talking about, the head. And then you just go under the armpits and then you go back up to the head. But there's like a ton of different ones that you can do. But I only focus on three, three, um, three circles and you tap on a phrase. So you would tap on like, um, I make healthy choices. I make healthy choices, something like that. And basically you're tap. Like I, I tell my clients is I'm like, you're literally tapping it into yourselves. Yeah. That hmm. this is your reality. And it, you know, to some people it's like, what the hell? Yeah, like is this <laughs> like, woo woo? Like it, it sounds a little woo woo at first, but it, I, it really is not. I, well, and I also like experiment with these things all the time. If anything, I mean, I would imagine it's calming. Like I know, for instance, when I'm stressed, I will tap on my um, wrist. That's like a yes. calming mechanism for me. Yes. Yes. Big time. And that is actually the second. So like, as you more advanced with the EFT tapping is then you would go down to the wrist. Oh, I'm level two. <laughs> you're level two, girl. <laughs> That's level two. So like, you know, like I said, like there's the basic one and then there's one where you start tapping on your wrist and you start using like your karate chop and yeah. your like fingers. And then there's one where you like, you move your tongue as you like tap. That one's like, that's oh, I like haven't serious. heard of that one. What I also yeah. found really interesting with the whole, e- it's EFT, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Was that if you think about when you're stressed, um, the normal things you do when you're stressed. So like a lot of people will put their head up to their right, to their eyebrow, right? They're like right eyebrow. Yeah. Or some people will go ahead. They'll put their hands on top of their head and like yeah. sigh or, you know, Liz, like you intuitively <laughs> yeah. were doing the wrist yeah. thing. It's like, okay, these are all points where you carry your tension and your stressors. And so we're re- you're releasing that energy while you're chanting or repeating that mantra, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, that's exactly it. And it's all this science. Describe it. That's the other yes, thing. This is, yeah. This is all like <laughs> proven by science that yes. this works. And um, yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone. I have some clients where I'm just like this technique, they'll just think it's like so out of whack, yeah. that it's not even going to work for them. Like you have to be open mm-hmm. to it, to take it in for sure. You know what I but, love about it with you too, is that like, it ties right into movement. Like I'm thinking of like tapping and like getting into your body. Yeah. It's like, it's a movement. Like mm-hmm. it ties right into what you love the most. So I think that's really cool that you relate to it. Like it, it seems like it would be really fitting for you mm-hmm. to practice that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I use that. And then I also, um, the woo-woo thing I do is the moon cycles. I'm a big moon Ooh, girl. So I'm a big moon girl. What are moon cycles? Yes. Talk to us a little bit about them. So um, let's see. Like I, I battled with clinical depression. I've had depression my like entire life. Mm-hmm. And I started doing a technique called stargazing. Stargazing is where you sit outside and you just look at the stars and it's kind of like a meditative practice. And basically all I did was just look at the stars and I would notice like certain synchronicities in my life during certain periods of the month. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, this is so weird. Like I journal every day so I could see it like in writing. I'm like, why are, why are my communication? Like, why is my communication not working? Like, why is my website shutting down? Why is 
you know, I feel like everything is just out of sorts. And then two weeks later, my business is completely aligned and everything's beautiful. So I started just like doing some research and I was like, you know, why is this happening? And then I kept running into people who kept talking about the moon. So I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I guess that's a sign to like, look this up. (laughs) So I looked it up and then I started reading about it and I was like, and then I kind of just kept it to myself because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so not about like exercise or anything. So I'm just going to like keep this, keep this under wraps, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then all of a sudden I just started noticing more and more and more, like when there's a full moon and when there's a new moon, yeah. you know, new moon, I was always coming up with like, like a million ideas. And then the full moon, I was always like feeling like I needed to purge and like get rid of stuff and it just like really, just really aligned. And I started doing more and more into work with it. And then I just kind of like, I don't use it with my clients. I more just like talk about it on my podcast and Mm -hmm. stuff, but I love it. Like the moon is, the moon is my vibe. I (laughs) I started the whole moon thing when it came to balancing my hormones and how like women are so in sync with the moon. And I found it really interesting that like this, I don't know if this is getting too much out there, but like we menstruate during certain times, like whether it's the new moon or it's the full moon and the world is on a cycle and our bodies are on a cycle, whether you're a woman or a man, like we all go through a cycle. The seasons are in a cycle, the moon, the sun, our bodies. And the more I realized that, the more it completely clicked, like even animals, like think about animals are just on this, this cycle as well. And I was like, you know what? There's something to this. So then the more I paid attention to it, the more I realized how connected I was. Like you said, I would start to see these patterns during certain times of the moon cycle. And then I started kind of exploring with writing intentions. And I think I talked about burning my paper on like a podcast. You did. Not that long ago. I don't remember who it was with. But, you know, like writing intentions and just focusing on my connection to the bigger picture seemed to kind of put put everything into place, I guess. Yeah. It's so, it's crazy. Like when you start to see it, you're like, and it's something in the sky. Like it's oh my not, gosh, it's really cool. Yeah. So that I, I totally feel you on that. I almost burned down my office really? doing that exercise. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so in the zone with it. I was just like writing my intentions and like writing all this like stuff I wanted to get rid of. And I was just like, so in the zone and like feeling my vibe. And then I go to like light it. And then all of a sudden the smoke alarm's going off. Oh my gosh. Like, oh my God. People are going to be like, what are you doing? Nearby, it was like a hot mess. And then you wonder like, (laughs) ooh, what is it about my intention right now that I need to rethink? What is happening? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then you like sit down and you're like, okay, well, wait. I know. (laughs) Maybe I need to be paying more attention. Exactly. Do you do anything with astrology? Have you gotten into the planets and things like that? I've just started dabbling in it and I think it's really interesting. I listen to that So Retrograde podcast. I would love to have those girls on sometime, Liz. But oh, it's really interesting. Yeah, you should listen to them if you haven't. But what about astrology? Have you dabbled in that? Dabbled a little bit. Yeah. I've been like, I've been reading like so much about the moon that I, I haven't been too into the astrology. I'm like uh-huh. just <laughs> starting to creep into it. <laughs> One but. step at a time. I, I was going to say, I feel like, so I don't do anything. I'm feeling like a big loser pants. Oh my God, stop <laughs> no, it. Oh I've never God. like, not at all. I've just never thought to tie anything to the moon at all. Like sometimes once every three months I look up and I go, oh, it's a full moon today. Like that's cool. So I need to just research this. slowly paying attention. And, right. Yeah. But I think like, I like that idea of like pick the moon's your thing. Pick your moon 
and leave the planets aside. <laughs> leave the planets aside until like you're ready to do more if that suits you, I guess. I'll just have yeah, to spend it somewhere because I, mean, I do nothing. That's my creative day. You know, yep. like right now my creative day is I'm I'm launching this these live workshops here in Las Vegas. Fun. And that's what my whole creative day is just spent like, you know, what does that workshop look like? Like what is that gonna what are people gonna get out of it? Like I'm spending my creative day or my rest day, you know, focusing on that. And that's been, you know, like learning more and just having a bigger understanding because it's one of those things that's like, you get it, but how do you explain it to someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. So did any of this come from your time? Because you lived in Thailand and Cabo San Lucas. Um, Did any of this, like, did you have like some eat, pray, love moments? (laughs) Like, tell us about that. Oh, oh. (laughs) And then how did you end up in Las Vegas? Yeah. Okay. So I'm from Orange County and then I met my husband in LA when I turned 18, I was like, I'm an LA girl. (laughs) And then, um, we met and then we were like, we want to travel the world together. So we're like, let's start in Cabo. And Cabo is where I, I was still bulimic at this point and I was hiding it so well. Like I had a YouTube channel in 2012. Mm. Like I was free. I was trying to create this image that I was like the healthiest person you ever knew. When in reality, I was like a big mess mm-hmm. and um, like an over-exerciser. I would just drink Diet Coke, you know, the diet pills. I mean, you name it. I was doing it because I lived in Mexico and um, we got married. And as I was planning my wedding, I was also transforming my insides. Mm. And I started discovering that, you know, why am I portraying this person? You know, I wanted to be this healthy person, but why am I not? You know, that, that was start quite a question that kept coming up. And I finally, you know, just being by the beach and being like my husband traveled a lot. So I was by myself a lot and gave me a lot of time to connect with the ocean and just connect with flow and just connect with like, you know, the stars and just look up and just see that like, there's so much more like that I need to live for and that I needed Mm -hmm. to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So that was a pretty big transformation. So literally the last day I threw up or I purged was the day before my wedding and I got married and that was the new, the new and improved like self-love to the fullest. I'm going to be my best self so I can be a great wife and I can, you know, fill my cup up so I can give to this other person who's a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. So that was a big transformation for me there. And then we moved back to LA and it was hard for me because all my friends were still partying and I'm not married. And my husband was traveling a lot. So I was by myself a lot. And I couldn't hang out with these same friends because they're out looking for guys. Right. I'm not going to call my husband who's halfway across the world and be like, I'm going to the club tonight. Talk to you later. Like, <laughs> right. Later. Like, not happening. So I had a lot of like self-discovery time there. And, you know, I started meeting more like-minded individuals. And I just saw like, like companies started hiring me to make content for them like ehow.com, livestrong.com. I was a ghostwriter for a bunch of like eBooks. I was doing all that kind of work. Hmm. And I just saw my potential. I'm like, you know, I have so much more than just like, you know, I love personal training. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of times at that time, before I like learned all this cool stuff that I do now, you know, it was like babysitting. It was like just watching someone and counting reps for them. You know, right. it wasn't fun. It didn't fill my soul anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, luckily we moved to Thailand and that, oh my God, talk about a freaking tornado. (laughs) 
I moved to Thailand and we were only supposed to be there for a year. And because of the culture shock and because like in Mexico and Cabo, there's so many people that speak English that it's like not a big deal that you don't know fluent Spanish. Right. But when you live in Thailand, everyone speaks Thai. Yeah. So you have to learn Thai and the culture is like so different. You know, you go there on vacation and you see it, but when you live there, it's like a whole nother animal. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure it out. So I read Gabby Bernstein's, uh, may cause miracles. Mm-hmm. Love I her. went back. Yes. Oh my God. Life cha- that book changed my life. Her books did change my life. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. When people are going through our time, I'm like, go grab a Gabby book. Like, yep. Yeah. It just puts so much into perspective and she's so relatable. Yes. Yeah. It's not like you're reading and you're like, oh my God, what? Like yes. you're like, wow. Okay. 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 I can do this. Exactly. So I went back to the States and I came back and I was like, there's so much poverty here. There's so much sex trafficking and human trafficking and I'm going to do something. I'm, mm-hmm. I empower women through movement. So we're going to empower women through education. So I started a group called Bangkok Babes where we, I did charity boot camp every Sunday. So all the girls would donate. And then I take all those donations and give it to a local charity. And then I would go and do boot camps for them. So I can empower those ladies through movement as well. And that charity took those girls and sent them to colleges so that um, they could become educated. Oh my God. Yeah. In Thailand, college That's in amazing. Thailand. So yeah. Yeah. So I did that and that was life changing because I was like, when you live in a third world country, you like, you really see what poverty is. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. And it just really made me see like, like how selfish are, I don't know. It just like makes you think a lot yeah. more about like your consuming and all this. Mm-hmm. And then I met the most amazing spiritual healers out there. Like I love, love getting my palm read. Mm-hmm. I love tarot card readings. Like I love it. Me too. But there, those people are like next level. I can't even imagine. I can't, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, just everything you're saying. And I feel like I would have a very difficult time dealing with the culture shock and then just everything that goes along with it. Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't until I read Gabby's book. I mean, I was living there and I was literally crying every single day and counting down the days. The year came up and my husband's like, okay, are you ready to move back? And I was like, hell to the no. Yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you too, you can, you can go have an adventure like that where you think like just a change of scenery will be what, you know, inspirational enough or what takes you to the next level. But you really have to like still look inward mm-hmm. and still figure out things about yourself. It's not just a matter of like taking yourself somewhere and putting yourself in a new environment. You mm-hmm. have to be introspective and know what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you like and you took what was happening there and then it's like uh, think about where it led you and all of the other things that you were able to accomplish just by going there. Oh my God. I realized that I loved speaking yeah. and I hired a speaking coach while I was there and she taught me how to like make a speech so that I could go and speak. And then once I did that, I started speaking all over Thailand. I did Pichacucha, which is like Japanese tech. Yeah. It's and intense. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's a speaking style. I forget. What do you have? Like you have slides. Yes. And 20, 20 seconds slides. a slide or something. Yes. That's yeah. right. Interesting. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and I did fitness competitions out there, like bikini competition. Mm -hmm. I was on a billboard. I mean, mean, just like my entire life changed. And I realized like, 
I like looked at myself in the mirror every day and I'm like, girl, this is nuts. Like we, like we changed our mindset and our entire, like my entire life changed because I shifted my mindset. So then I saw the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. Once I saw the power of the mind beyond like losing weight, I was like, oh my God, what else is there? And I just started like consuming all I could. And I became a behavioral change specialist um, just this year because I was like, I was teaching these techniques already, like uh, imagery, EFT tapping, you know, um, positive statements and just teaching people like to change the way that they said like, oh, I can't stop eating sugar. And I'm like, okay, I choose to be healthy, you know, just changing people's mindsets and the power in that I really saw in my own self when I lived in Thailand. So that's where, you know, I love speaking, like speaking and sharing my story is like, that's where my heart, like that's where my heart sings. But I also love teaching people how to shift their mindset. And I tell people the story about Thailand and they're like, if you can do that, like I can, you know, I can stop drinking five cups of coffee a day, you know? It's like, yeah, I feel like I can take on the world right now and I haven't even left my chair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so true that the power of your mind is, it's insane. Like thinking, changing your thought process and building new habits, it's all possible. I mean, it's freaking hard, but it's yeah. doable. Is this, so you said you're a behavioral consultant. Is that a certif- like, is that a certification that you got or... Nice. I'm very interested in that whole yeah. world. It's so fascinating to me. Yeah. So I got it. Um, I'm uh, and I call it NASM. But that's not what it's called. It's called <laughs> National Association of Sports Medicine. Mm-hmm. That's who my cert. I'm certified personal trainer through them. Got it. And they just came out with this course. I think from maybe a year ago, two years ago. It's it's pretty new. And, um, I read up on it and I was like, oh my God, these are the techniques I'm already teaching. Like I would love to have a certificate that mm-hmm. says I actually know what I'm doing and right. that I didn't just make this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny that intuitively you're like, I know that this works. Like I've done it on myself. I've seen it work in other people, but it's like having that certificate, people are like, oh, okay. She you're knows. legit. <laughs> you're legit now. Even though even though you, you know. already were legit. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> nice to have the paper sometimes. It is. And also it was just like, it helps me fine tune the skill set right. too. It helped me like look at different examples because I had my example and I had some of my client experience examples, but the examples they give in the textbook are some of them I would have never even thought of. So it's just good to have that, you know, base knowledge and just a book to fall back on. If of I course. do come into like a, a situation where I'm like, uh, you know, I like have something that and it's backs me up. Always good to keep learning. I mean, never oh, yeah. you learn something and every like I'm doing the IIN program right now, and I'm so glad that I did because I'm just learning something new in each module that I can add to my tool book. Exactly. And that's I love, I'm like obsessed with learning. Like my husband's like, oh my God, there you go again, another yeah. certification. I'm like, head to the yeah. I know. It doesn't hurt. I mean, as long as like, we actually were talking today about like self-help or almost like overload on that kind of stuff. Uh But as long as you know, like what speaks to you and what you believe and going back to authenticity, if you have a really keen sense of who you are and what your values are, I think it's a lot harder to get lost in the weeds with all the different techniques. Like I feel like you're, you're really committed to what works for you and what you've seen work. Mm -hmm. 100%. And also like, I tell people, I'm like, you don't have to learn. 
you know, nutrition, all this stuff. Like, why don't you go learn to play guitar? Why don't you go like learn a new language? Like there's so much to learn. That's not because it, yeah, it's like self-help overload right now, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm totally about it. Right. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to listen to a podcast that's about that right now. Like I want to laugh my ass off mm-hmm. or I want to like, at one point when I lived in Thailand, I learned Thai, you know, because I'm like, okay, I live here. I want to learn how to speak at least basic Thai. And so I did, you know, and I spent my time instead of learning more and more about like movement patterns, different things. I was like, I'm learning Thai, you know, last year I did finances. I learned about like stocks and bonds and it's boring, but like I needed to learn. So that's Liz's jam. It is. It is my jam. Is it? Yeah. The financial world is like her world. I'm like really big in, I like, I feel like the one component of wellness that people leave off. We talked to, um, her name's the broke millennial. Yeah. And I really do think that people leave financial wellness like out of the equation. And I maintain that if you're stressed about like how you're going to pay your bills, it's really hard to be focused on how you're doing all this other awesome stuff in your life. So I'm very passionate about not stocks and bonds per se, but like (laughs) getting out of debt and savings goals. Financial wellness. Yeah. Building like a financial life for yourself. That's my chance. Yeah. I got, that was what I did last year. I was like, I'm going to get myself out of, like, I didn't have that much debt, but I still had like some debt hanging over my like back. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm getting, I'm getting out of this. And I did. And it was like so awesome. And that's why I tell people too, like, you know, don't have, you know, like learn, learn about things that are going to lift you up in life, you know, so that you have some, you don't have to become a financial advisor, but right. having a general understanding is key. You know, mm-hmm. I was going to say yeah. that we are always continually like our bodies want to grow. I, I don't know. We just feel like we always want to grow in some aspect. And yeah, sometimes the self-help world gets a little saturated and it gets overwhelming. So it's like pick some pick some other avenue that interests you and something else you can expand your mind on and it's going to fulfill you in a different way. I'm going to learn the ukulele. That's legit. I'm going to learn the Girl, ukulele. Girl, you do it. You would rock and, the Oh ukulele. my gosh. <laughs> you, should, you should end each show with a ukulele like jingle. Chord? Or like, like I just, don't know, a chord, yeah. <laughs> this is the G chord. Yeah. Yeah. We could like, We've talked about this. I think this is the second time we brought it up that we're going to do a new intro and it's going to be fabulous. And I think it should be I you could on play the, the ukulele, ukulele. <laughs> whenever you learn it. Oh my girl, that would be amazing. That's the new goal. Like, that's me. That's me. It just seems like the easier guitar. It's little, I'm sure. I don't think it's going to hurt my fingers as much. Like, it just feels like a good fit for me. I think it is. Let's go for it. Let's and write. Zach has one. My husband has one. Per- done. So. Oh, my gosh. Done. So the next time we talk to you or the next time you pop on to the Wine and Shed podcast, you will hear Solo by Liz and the ukulele. I cannot wait. <laughs> Prepped for it. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit more about, or our listeners, rather, a little bit more about your podcast? Because we yeah. love fellow podcasters. Sure. I, um, I started Fit, Fierce and Fabulous because I was just feeling the sense to talk to other women who are just empowering people. And I don't know, I was just like craving this new avenue to like talk to people that are just doing these crazy cool things. And I don't know, it was just one of those things that just aligned really well. And I love, I could talk forever and I love learning and I love just I love talking to people and I feel like it's such a valuable 
medium right now of podcasting because it's like you can listen to it while you're getting ready. You can listen to it while you're in your car. And I feel like there just needs to be more empowering messages Mm -hmm. out there. Like the more that you're consuming, empowering, powerful, learning messages, it's so much easier to go out in the world and just not care about what, you know, is cool to look like or what the hot thing is or whatever. You're like, I'm good, you know, fill yourself up on love and empowerment and you will just, you'll shine. Wine and shine, baby. Yeah. yeah. Wine and shine. <laughs> I well, the, I started listening to podcasts a couple of years ago before we started ours. And I love the fact that there are so many people trying to portray this message out there. And I never had heard it until I started listening to podcasts. But then I slowly found a community with people that were listening to the same sorts of podcasts. And then all of a sudden I found people within my city that were into the same topics. And before you know it, you're then surrounded by all of this positivity and this new way of thinking. And it's like, I can't go back to the old way. (laughs) Like there's no way. There's this whole new world and way to view life out there. And it just... I don't know. I don't want to say it becomes an addiction, but it's it's a healthy addiction if it's anything. It's that it's going back to that like keep learning. Yeah, like, exactly. You can just like take your pick of topics. Like you want. Have you listened to hardcore history? No, uh-uh, you haven't. Uh-uh. You haven't. Like, <laughs> no, you haven't. Like you I'm know. Like, it's, no, <laughs> I just know you, and like I I love it. Is it like documentaries? Yeah, it's like a three hour long podcast about like a really in depth historical topic, but like <laughs> super fascinating and like good Wait, storytelling. Hardcore history. I love documentaries. Yes. Show you and Liz would be best friends then. She's the documentary queen. Yeah. I watched um, The Keepers on Netflix in like a night. Like it's like probably seven (laughs) hours worth of documentary that I was like, I'll just stay up till 4.30 in the morning. I'm not a documentary girl. It depends. It depends on the documentary. You like- I'm all about rock and roll. Like I love- God, what was the one that was just on with- um, it's like with Dr. Dre and Eminem. Yes. Yeah. It was like a hip hop one. It was on Netflix. I Ooh, Cody would like that. I feel like I watched it. Oh, HBO. It. HBO. Oh, maybe HBO? I'm thinking of a different one. I don't know. I saw like the evolution Defiant. of hip hop or something on Netflix. Oh, no. This one's called The Defiant Ones. Ooh. That sounds actually like something I would like. So it maybe does. I should try it. And I, I love um, reading biographies like if you ever read anthony ketis from red hot chili peppers biography it's so good i'm a fan of biography too i really like comedian women comedians biographies i find them hilarious and fascinating and relatable and and totally relatable like mindy kayleen and uh amy Amy poehler tina fey i just was reading lauren graham's new book um so yeah if you're into biographies dive into the women comedian biography world Oh, I will. You might find that fascinating. I'm writing all this down, by the way. (laughs) We're learning from each other today. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So can you also talk a little bit about, so you have a club. We saw this. You can join the club. Is it the Fit, Fierce, and Fabulous Club? Am I saying that wrong? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's called the Fit and Fabulous Club. Fit and Fabulous Club. Yes. I moved a lot. So Cabo to LA to Bangkok. And I just met so many women that were loving these. I used to teach like boot camps out there. Yeah. And they were like, we love your workouts. Like we keep trying to find something similar. We just can't. So I was like, okay, well, how can I put this online so you guys can consume it? And I found a way to get an app. So I made it Mm. an app called the Fit and Fabulous app. And basically they're just quick 20 minute workouts 
their respective. And I create, I wanted to create a community of women who are just like super busy, don't have time. And I just want to give them a resource so they do have time to wake up in the morning, get a killer workout in and go about their day feeling really good about themselves. So I created that club and then it's turned into courses. Like in the club, we have a nutrition course, meal prep course, goal setting course. And then I'm launching a vegan vegetarian course. I'm not vegan vegetarian myself, but a lot of the members are. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to teach them how to like properly do nutrition for themselves. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, just constantly every six weeks I put on a new workout program. So that's really fun. Awesome. That's amazing. I love the variety too. It sounds really diverse. And then I think, did I also see that you have like, kind of like a almost like a business side of it, like a mastermind kind of element to it. Yes. So I, I'm okay. I'm a creative. So I'm just like, I constantly, my head is just full of ideas. That's why I love meditation. It's the only thing that can ground me. But I had a lot of people were like, you're just doing all this stuff. How do you do it all? And I was like, Oh, I'll just show you. I'll just record myself doing it. It's so easy. And then I just started adding it into the club because I was like, there, like so many of the girls were asking. I'm like, oh, it's just in there. Like, just look for it. It's it's in the the business section. <laughs> like, and I just started adding it. And I, I update that every so often. But I've had some girls that um, I've mentored through the years that I'll show them how I do everything and set themselves up. Because, you know, the thing is, is there's room for so many more health and wellness people, mm-hmm. you know, and my story is my story. And some people hear my story and they vibe with me and they want to work with me, but some people hear my story and they're like, mm, you know, and that's fine. So that's why I don't mind sharing all these tools I yeah. use because they're not special to me. And we all have our story and we all should share it. And we all should help people with, things that we love to to learn about and we can help people with. So that, I don't have anything. <laughs> that's so uplifting to me. Yeah. I feel like I needed to hear that too. Because it is You worry about oversaturation too, I know with It's just hard stuff. sometimes because and this goes back to it's like full circle what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast. But it's hard sometimes to have self confidence in yourself when you know how important all of this is to you and you've seen the benefits of whether it's working out or eating healthy nutrition or mindset and how it's affected your life and you want to reach out and help other people. And I think a lot of times some of us get stuck and I'm trying to work on those blocks myself in like putting yourself out there because you see all the, these things that other people are doing, right? So you're like, well, they're already doing it. But it's like, you know what? You have your own community and you have people that are going to respond to you that wouldn't respond to all of the other people that are out there. And there's so many people in this exactly. world that need your story. So I just... I love, we got to take that quote because it was very inspiring to me when you said it. Oh, good. Honestly, you know, and I think it's so beautiful. We all individually have our stories and there's so, there's so much room for more health and wellness people. I mean, with the amount of obesity in this country, you know, these people need information and they need a coach and they need someone by their side to help them. And, you know, again, I work with women. A lot of them are entrepreneurs. They're super busy or they're CEOs. They're running companies. That seems to be the type of women that kind of relate to me. But then maybe with you, it's other podcasters. I mean, like there's just so many different niches that it's like there's room for everybody. So true. We all just room for everybody. We all just have to honestly, if you have a story to tell, you need to tell it. And don't worry about don't worry about the outcome or what's going to happen. But if it's important to you and you feel the need to share it, there's probably a reason why that's there. 
Exactly. It's like, I, it's like a thing that I always tell myself when things are just going crazy. I'm like, this isn't happening to me. It's mm-hmm. happening for me. Oh my gosh. That. I told that to Cody today too. I was like, life isn't always happening to you. He's probably going to be like, why are you sharing my drama? <laughs> um, like life doesn't <laughs> happen to you. You choose the way that you take what life throws at you. Again, it's it's mindset shifts. I feel like I want a little Courtney in my pocket. Yeah. Like, and like oh, when I'm feeling like I'm up. The- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> then you have Courtney in your pocket. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you girls are so cute. Aww, thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, this has been such a rejuvenating conversation. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to get your email back. I was like doing like my dance. I have like a dance party every day. Oh, I'm so glad that um, Nina checks our DMs. So I'm like the bad. (laughs) I know. You know, be like, did you see this person like reached out to us? And I'll be like, no, absolutely. I did not. But they sound great. (laughs) I know. I know it's so bad. And I'll be like, Liz, check, check the messages. Like we got a new one. Yeah. You know, we all have our own strengths, right? We were talking about that today and that's <laughs> yeah. not my How many strength. times have we said in this episode, we talked about that today. Yeah. <laughs> we just must be having a day where we're just connecting to all of the, all of the things. And to Courtney all and outside of Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, um, oh yeah. I love Las Vegas, by the way, if you guys are ever here, let me know. Ooh. I'll show you Red Rock. You I've have a beautiful never been. Here, Red Rock. N- never oh, okay. been. Well, if you ever come. We were supposed to go, some. I think this summer actually, and then it fell through. We were supposed to go with Cody's parents and do some gambling. See, I've never even been. I want to hit up Courtney when we go. I'm going to go. We're going to go. We're okay. going to hit up Courtney because I'm like not one. I like really don't want to. I'm not a gambler. Because, again, with the money thing, like, I just like my money too much. And I don't, like, not that I'm, like, a miser, but I just don't want to give it away. It's like if you're going to go spend 100 bucks, you'd rather get something for the 100 right. bucks than, like, lose it all to Maybe a casino. But if you take me to cool, like, nature things around Las Vegas, that would be really cool. So we have downtown Las Vegas, which is like the coolest. If you've seen my Instagram, it's all graffiti. That's where I am. It's downtown Las Vegas. It's Mm. so cool. That's awesome. I would love to explore. We're trying to, me specifically, I'm trying to explore more and travel more because I don't know. Why not? It's just my thing this year. It's one of those on my to-do list is to travel more in the next couple of years. So Las Vegas needs to make the list. Yeah. You have a friend out here. Hello. I know. (laughs) Can't wait. So, Courtney, where can our audience find you if they want to learn more about the club, about your podcast, about your Instagram? Give them all the goods. You guys ready? Yeah. (laughs) We're prepared. Um, My podcast is Fit, Fierce, and Fabulous. So you can search that on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, My website is my name, Courtney Violet Bentley, like the car.com. Not like like the car.com. Right. <laughs> and then my Instagram and my Twitter is at cbentleyfit. So you guys can find me there. And then my club is joinfitandfabulous.com. Perfect. Very cool. We'll make sure all of that is in the show notes so people can Thank get you. onto all of those places. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, again, like, thank you for coming on and talking to our listeners. And I feel like we covered so many things from like fitness to mindset to nutrition. It was very well-rounded. It was. Yeah, I was like, you guys took all of it. I love it. (laughs) That's what we're about. That's why we love podcasting, right? Yeah. Getting all of the new knowledge. 
We really hope that you enjoyed that episode with Courtney. And like I said, there were so many topics covered in that conversation. We hope that at least one or two resonated with you. If you, for any reason, are interested in having a new guest come on the show or somebody that you've been really wanting to hear, please shoot us an email, shoot us an Instagram DM, and we would love to have them on the show. As always, feel free if you're enjoying the podcast to share it with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. We would really appreciate it. And that's all we have for you guys today. So until next time, we'll catch you here at Wine and Shine.